Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage Project Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Miller, and today we are joined by Rashawn and Denise Copeland, who have been married for five years, and I've been so encouraged by what they share on social media. They're both authors. We're going to get to hear more about what they've written. Um, Denise shares all things motherhood, travel, faith, and more, and her book is titled Set Apart. Rashawn also has a book that's available titled Start Where You Are. They also host a podcast sharing stories in scripture, and Rashawn does, and he has a popular TikTok Instagram, Spreading Hope in Jesus' Name. So I'm just excited to have them on here and hear more about their marriage and their stories, and welcome on the podcast. Thank you so much, Alicia. Alicia, thank you. Thank you. It's such a joy. Appreciate all you do. Like you're investing in so many people's marriages and families and it's eternal. There's an eternal echo. It's an effect, you know, that's going to last for eternity. So Amen. thank you. Amen. I appreciate that. Share with us a little bit about you guys. Are Where are you located? You've been married five years. What does your family life look like? Whew. <laughs> it, get, it gets crazier by the day because especially with a wife, she's getting ready to have another precious baby here soon. Oh, like we're, we're getting yeah. ready. I'll oftentimes say she's getting ready to have, but I guess it's a team partnership thing, right? Like, of course. So we're getting ready to have another one next month. And yeah, we yeah. have, hey, we go have ahead and share one. about so our little one. We today. are currently located in Oklahoma City. That's where we live. Um, that's where our home is right now. And we have three little ones. We have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old, and yes. expecting another one. So, yeah. That's, yeah. It's exciting <laughs> that's time. Really exciting time. Amazing, but exciting. <laughs> I love to kick off the episodes. That was kind of the heart behind this podcast when I first began it with testimonies. So, I know that in and of itself could probably be an entire episode. I always say that too, because it's just true. Like we could probably spend an hour there, but just share with listeners or give them an insight into who you were before Jesus, because they may see you now and just think, oh, you've always been this way. But in my case, not the case. So what was that story? What was that encountering Jesus for the first moment in your life? Like, what did that look like? Yeah, I, I love that, like how you say that, like people may think like I've always been this way and no, I've never been this way. Um, there was a, a time of darkness, you know, time of like uh, where skills like, you know, needed to be removed out of my eyes. And yeah, when before I came to Christ, I was very just like this really free spirited girl, like just doing whatever I wanted to do and um, not knowing who I was as a woman, uh, just settling for relationships that weren't healthy for me. Um, and then it was really in a dark place in my life of just not feeling loved or not feeling enough um, that I was crying out to God at three o'clock in the morning in my car. Um, I was at this wow. red stop light. I was at a light. It was red. And I was just sitting there and I was just so overwhelmed with like just feeling loved and like why doesn't nobody love me? And yeah. what's my purpose? Who am I? Crying out mm-hmm. to God, not knowing that he would hear me because I'd always mm-hmm. heard about God, but not, um, you know, this Jesus is God that really does hear us. And so I cried out. I was repenting what I knew now. Like I didn't know I was doing what I was repenting. Right. <laughs> and I felt overwhelming yeah. peace like upon me. And that led me onto a journey. Like in that moment, I had surrendered like my life because I was so tired of living in that darkness and the path of darkness. Um, and just God started removing people out of my life. People got put in my, in my life that led me to a Bible study at a coffee shop. 
going through uh, the book of Francis Chan, Chan um, mm-hmm. where, you know, he presented the gospel so well that I ended up giving my life to the Lord at a Bible study inside a house. And crazy that, love, crazy love crazy was the love. book. Yes. Oh, I, yes, I've read that book. Yeah. It's a really good book. Yes. I love what I, you said though, Denise. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was just thinking, we didn't know we were repenting when we repented. Cause I think wow. you get into this place of Christianity and like Christianese and like, I know now that's what I did, but back then I was just, yeah, like you said, just confessing or whatever it was, or just like making wow. this commitment to Jesus, knowing I do not want that ever, ever, ever anymore. Like wow. I used yeah. to say sorry to God, but it was never like this turning away from sin. It was like, I, he was like almost getting me out of a crisis and then I'd see him next crisis kind of thing. And it wasn't this like turning away from sin yet. So when you say that, I just love how you said that. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to repent right now because <laughs> you didn't no. know what that even was. <laughs> it wasn't a desperate time where I just, I was just so tired. And I, that was the only choice I had, like just to just really say, I'm sorry. It was a genuine sorry. Just things from my yeah. pastor coming up, apologizing, like just saying, sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then it just, man, I think I had said, like, I just want you to have like your will over my life. I just take control. And totally. like yeah. from there, it just led on the journey. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. And I can literally just see how the Lord has been transforming my wife, like, you know, mm-hmm. through even her sharing her story and, you know, allowing herself to be raw and transparent about what Jesus has done for her. Like it's been able, able to open up doors to so many conversation to bring people to Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's just been awesome. I love what you are doing with raw stories, just transparent opportunities that you give people on your platform, Alicia. So thank you. Oh, of course. I have one of those. So it was just definitely on my heart to do. It's powerful. It's like you can't yeah. deny someone's personal story of encountering That's Christ. No, Absolutely. You you know? It's when you see the change, like when you see that, like Jesus literally like, it's like night oh and my day. gosh. Yeah. Like you're walking in darkness and then all of a sudden the light switch goes on and like, you see, you see Before light, and you see eyes. darkness, yeah. and then yes. that's literally changed. I mean, I've been set free from so many things that I was so bound to in the world, wow. and it's yeah. been sweet to walk in that freedom and to stay in the path. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you? What's your story? So, yes, sure. uh, with my story, Alicia, it's <laughs> it's somewhat similar. Like, sort of, my right. life had that drive up to a, a, a stop sign there in the middle of nowhere and had like that road of Damascus moment where like her sin was before her. She was sorrowful and like that repentance came unknowing to her, but she knew there was something better. She had like new taste buds on the tongue of her heart. The same thing happened to me when I was in LA, very similar. I was, um, you know, just lost out there chasing and pursuing all the wrong things. My priority was me, me, me. And therefore I was miserable found myself in the darkest moment of my life where people was walking out of my life. The idols of my heart began to get stripped. And before I knew, you know, what was going to happen, this young lady at Baylor University reached out to me in my darkest moment with a pistol when I had a pistol in my Mm. mouth and my cell phone lit up in this dark room. I put my phone down and I, no, I put the gun down. Then I picked Mm. up my phone And there was this powerful verse from this young lady named Genesis who would really open up the door, open up the light, um, began to shine a light on the dark areas of my heart. And it was this verse that said this, oh, how wide, how deep, how vast the love of God is 
and nothing in all creation can separate us from this love that's found in Christ Jesus. And when I started like reading and reading that, I began weeping and weeping and I cried out to the Lord, unloaded my heavy soul to him that night. And like literally, I mean, just like my wife was saying, there was like this genuine sorrow of like all this sin that was in my life, but it was really the love of God that compelled me to like come to him like, wow, you love me, Lord, like in spite or, you know, despite of what I've done. Uh, And then, yeah, that unlocked, unlocked, yeah, the door to my heart. And then I gave my life to Christ and the holiness of God was just fresh in the room and (laughs) the love of God. I was like, I can't run anymore. I'm done. Mm. I'm all yours. Wow. Yeah. That is powerful. I wonder... How had you met her before? Had, was it just maybe in passing oh, or just like oh, a yeah, random yeah. thing? So, Genesis. So I was out at a football game uh, okay. where my brother was playing at Baylor. And she Got was it. actually, I'll give the quick little story like on how the conversation went. But we were actually at an FCA gathering. It was like a party. And we were going back and forth. But I noticed, you know, it was strictly like friendship and like, like we, we just was like, who are you? I'm, you know, I'm this guy who's out from LA. My brother's playing football here. And, you know, she was this student athlete at Baylor. But what was wild about it, I remember her being like totally different than the girls like in LA. Like girls in LA would like talk to you, then they'll look over your shoulder to see if someone more important will walk in the room. Mm-hmm. But this young lady genuinely, genuinely, sincerely wanted to like know my name, wanted to know mm-hmm. my story, my struggles the things I was celebrating. And she began to like just share Christ with me. But more than anything, she listened. She listened mm. to me. And and wow. no one had ever done that uh, to the degree, you know, just unpacked my heart. And then, yeah, and then literally, literally put the bow tie of Christ on it. So it was just wow. amazing. I went home and, and that's what how that started. Wow. So, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And I asked only because it's an encouragement to people who might feel like, gosh, like, I'm not leading anyone to Christ, you know, where you actually like have those opportunities to like pray with them in that moment, you get to be the one to see the harvest. But it's like, no, she actually probably she did. It's like more than she realized. And so it's like an encouragement to us to just, if God puts something on your heart to do, do it. (laughs) You man of that, sis. Obedience. It's in a verse. It's in a verse. That's simple as that. And listening, that's a really cool testimony. Yes, ma'am. Just with listening, how far can go? Some people are, they're not heard anywhere, not even by the closest loved ones. And that's what we can get into some marriage advice about. I can be better at listening to my wife. <laughs> yeah. Yes, perfect. I want to ask how you guys met. How did this all come about? Awesome. Yeah, so uh, right in the, I think we came to the Lord around the same time uh, when we met. So yeah. it was really interesting how God worked all this out. Um, I had just ended a relationship and I was like, I just want to focus on me and Jesus. I want nothing in between that because Jesus was so sweet to me. And I was like, you know, you taste and see it, that he is good and yeah. you don't want that to be stripped away. And so I was very strict about that. Um, I was uh on snapchat i think i don't yeah. even know if people use that now but yeah we i was on snapchat and i don't know how this guy just popped on my my thinking <laughs> my story and so i started looking at what he was sharing and it's all these little mini snapchat sermons so he's like talking about god and all these amazing revelations and i'm like man this guy is really speaking to me like mm. no attraction like like that it was just more like she man, liked me 
This guy, <laughs> this guy's really speaking to my soul. I feel like he gets it. He's in this, like, like we're yeah. seeing the same thing. Um, and so I think I ended up, uh, I don't know if I wrote something on there. And then we ended up exchanging our testimonies yeah. through Snapchat oh. and phone number. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you called, I think I called or you called. Yeah. And then we mm-hmm. share like more a little bit about each other. He was in Oklahoma. He was here and I was in Florida. Yeah. So we were long distance. Okay. And I was actually on military training in Minneapolis at the moment, but I lived oh. in Oklahoma. But okay. yeah, we'll share a little bit about how that first phone call went, which was pretty well. <laughs> like literally when I got on the phone with her, there was other soldiers in the room, like military guys. I mean, okay. we we're bunked up like because yeah. it was a training exercise. But I was like, hey, y'all, y'all got to be quiet. I'm about to talk to, you know, this girl. I really I mean, I really already liked her and stuff. So but she didn't she did. She was just like, I just want to talk to this man. Here's She's oblivious. <laughs> No, not a, yeah. So I was yeah. at work and uh, the second thing this guy says is if I like chocolate brothers. Oh my lord. I don't know if you ever got But I was just joking. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of guys in the room. Do you like chocolate brothers? Like, I was oh, like, wait. chocolate brothers? Like, <laughs> you think so? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. You really got that question before. That's and funny. so I was like really kind of discouraged with that because I was like, man, this might be just another guy that's just, you know, just trying to start something to distract me. Yeah. And yeah. so we kept that conversation short mm-hmm. um we stopped talking for a few months nothing you know no hard feelings or anything which just wasn't the time yeah um later a few months passed and then we reconnected on facebook i think i, I commented on his post and he mm-hmm. responded and we, it, we, it just felt like i don't know the lord was doing something there and we just mm-hmm. kept talking how have you been? But I never went back that route with the you know course joke you know you just a crazy yeah. joking uh, but put the feelers out with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I was like, oh man, you guys, because I was trying to be fun and funny right. in front of guys, I, I blew my chance. And then later we reconnected on Facebook, Chocolate. and yeah, there we go. <laughs> Aww. And okay, so that was how long did you guys date? If that, so you've been married five years. When did when was that happening? Probably okay. uh, everything happened really fast. Really so fast. That was After okay. That. That was in 2015, right? Yes. Maybe like the beginning of 2015? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got married in 2016. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Like we did long distance for a little bit. We did long distance for about six months or so. Just six months. And then after that, I went down to Florida and she came up to see my parents. And it was awesome. Okay. But what ended up happening, which this is where we want to be raw and vulnerable. Um, I went down there like a second or third time and I was like, um, I want to marry you. That's my intentions. And I talked to your grandma because uh, she was living with her at the time. Uh, can can I take you to Oklahoma with me? I believe you are my wife. Like, you know, and then of course in our childishness and maybe some foolishness, the Lord still brought us together and um you know we went up to oklahoma but we found out quickly and we're new converts a bit so we found out quickly that hey we were living in the same house together and we had some men from our church down the line was able to speak into us like um you know just just encourage us out and stay on the path of purity like and a lot of that is my fault because i just didn't have my understanding i didn't have a lot of you know, men of God uh, with, with boldness and conviction to speak 
compassionately in my life on those things. But wow. yeah, so yeah, That's, we we were engaged we're, for a week and then then got married. Got basically, married. I mean, we didn't even back. have a wedding picture. That's how yeah. fast we yeah. literally got married. Wow. <laughs> At our church, so, too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's so sweet. That's, you know, not to stay on that, but, like, could you guys, could you speak into that? Because that's very relevant. I feel like that's a very yeah. blurry phase. Like, you're yeah. committed to each other, and then people might be tempted to move in together, and some do. It yeah. financially make sense. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, being that man now, I mean, you said then you didn't know. You were still learning and growing totally. maturity. But being mature in Christ now, like, is there something you would – exhort someone listening to this episode? Absolutely. And I'll, uh, I'll just share from what the Lord has shown me in a, must, a super graceful way and yeah. way I navigate through these types of situations with even friends. But I think one of the big things for me is that back then, like I was a baby in Christ and I just didn't have um, the self-control to not take my wife down a path fully of purity in that close co- tempting confine of a of a house i can't i couldn't do it like i was just too fresh in my walk with christ and um so i really struggle with the temptation of this beautiful woman being either if she's not next to me I'm watching her walk around all day and like i'm in love i'm a guy right and so i'm gonna do things that a guy does. Uh, but one of the biggest things is that got, really got me is that I want to guard her heart. I want to guard her, her mind. Um, and yeah, there were moments where in that it became evident. We can't do this no longer. We have to get married. Mm. Like, you know, kissing and, you know, all that stuff was yeah. awesome in the moment, but it led, it always was a gateway deeper in and I was like, yeah, we, we just have to be free from this. And the Bible talks about like avoid the very appearance of like evil. Um, yes. And yeah, wanting to really stay true to the convictions that we're reading, that people are speaking to us. We're like, let's let's do this the right way. If we're married, we're married. If not, baby, you got to go either to the pastor's house, which he invited my wife to go live with him and his wife. He was just like, dude, flee. Like, like right? Y'all not married. This is not your wife yet. Like. Make yeah. that decision uh, and yeah, be solid in it, right? I so. think I think the really, the good part that I really like about this is that we both always felt conviction because we were mm-hmm. reading scripture together. We were getting yeah. in the word. Praying together. Praying together. And so yeah. obviously the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit oh. is going to convict you at all. I mean, you're just not going to have peace about living together. And wow. so totally. that was something that, for me personally, like I knew, I was like, I, I moved up here to, to get married, like to be married to you, not to yeah. shack up together. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I, there was just no peace. I mean, I, you just feel this heavy burden on you, like just sin, you know, sin, there's, there's can, never peace where sin is like, uh, yeah. you know, in the midst. Can I share this, Alicia? Yeah. One time, and I'll never, I'll never forget it. We had slipped up really bad from a, from a, you know, a sexual, like we had, we had that moment, right? right. Yeah. We slipped up just being full transparent. Yeah. I mean, it's real. After I mean, coming so many crime. people. Oh man. The we'll shame. Of the guilt. Like, yeah, it's too. Ex- exactly. Sister. Like, so the, I felt the shame. I felt the guilt. 
But then again, we would get in God's words. There's no condemnation. Therefore, the, for those who are in Christ, and that was amazing. Stuff like that reminding us of what Jesus had done. Our sins are no longer counted against us. All the things that he did to our sin, he washed it as far as from the east, from the west. All this stuff was amazing. But that wasn't necessarily what helped me get free from some of this. It was a moment where I was literally, my wife was turned away from me. Our, she wasn't my wife at the moment. Mm-hmm. We had already slipped up and we we're in bed like a couple nights later. She turned away from me, refraining from move in, moving and advancing and doing that again, right? But me being tempted, I, I began to you know touch on her and, and do all this stuff. But out of nowhere, this was the most beautiful thing ever. I literally heard uh, it, it felt like not necessarily an audible voice, mm. but it was like an echo in my ear with the most beautiful angelic voice saying, mm. keep her pure, keep her mm. pure, keep her pure. And it was just a, and I was like halfway, like in and out, like I was really sleepy that night, but I woke up, you know, with hormones going, all that. And then I literally hear, I don't know if it was an angel, the Lord, I don't know, but it was the most angelic, beautiful voice say that. And I never went back after that. That was the most beautiful thing. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Powerful. Keep her pure. It was literally so rhythmatic and beautiful. But it did change him. Yeah. It was like, you know, I heard heard this. Yeah. Yeah. And as women, you feel honored in that, even though we too have those, you you know, it's not like just the man being the one tempted women are too, but there is something about that, the call to men to guard women's purity. If you're going to be married. And so that's really awesome. You're sensitive to that. You know, you heard that. So thank you guys for sharing that. That's really powerful. That's definitely something (laughs) that needs to be talked about more, I think, because it's, whether you live together or not, it's a temptation. Like if you, I remember one pastor told us, stay in well-lit hallways <laughs> when you're uh-huh. dating or engaged. And I'm like, that's probably a good rule of thumb, but there does it go. always happen? That's so no. good. <laughs> no, you're attracted to each other. Exactly. <laughs> not always going to happen. To transition a little bit into like your ministries, your books, I just wanted to hear, can you guys share just a bit more like each message um, behind each one. Denise, can you tell us about Set Apart? Yes. Um, so Set Apart, Stop Comparing, On Your Giftedness, and Rest in Jesus was um, written, was inspired, I would say, like by the book and the, the story in the Bible of Mary and Martha. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, they're just two beautiful sisters that have two unique giftings. Mm-hmm. And um, I really love how the Lord loved both of them and mm. i feel like sometimes we get to like exalt one and like shame the other right be more like this one and not like this one um and really like my heart behind the book was that you know god has given each and one of us women like unique gifting seeds for his kingdom and it's all about the heart posture of how how we're using those giftings um if martha had that gift of hospitality what is driving her to be hospitable is it uh you know people pleasing mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be and her comparing herself to her sister uh, was something else so it's all about you know stop comparing yourself to the woman next to you whoever is that is doing god's calling um own the gift that god has given you but upper operate in it from a place of rest like what does that look like to mm-hmm. operating your gifting from a place of rest and not anxiety because you see in the story, yeah, like Jesus says, so Martha, good. Martha, you're anxious about many things and only one thing is needed. So it's how do we use our giftings from a place of rest, yeah. um, of just fully abiding in the Lord. And uh, yeah, 
I love wow. that. That's really super good. Encouraging. Yeah. Super yeah. encouraging. One nugget I took away for, from it is uh, rest isn't for the weak, but it's for the wise. You know, like mm. just, just <laughs> yeah. if you want to be well, a wise person, take a nap. Yeah. That can be the most spiritual <laughs> thing you yeah. can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I can be a little bit of both at times. I can be a, a little bit of Mary and a little bit of Martha. So it's yeah. like, I, I can't it's even say like, oh, I'm this fully or I'm this fully. Like, it's a balance. Like, yeah, you it's know, a moment of like doing what you, you're called to do from a place of rest. Uh, oh my gosh. And yeah. once you step out of that, that's when you start the burnout, the comparing yourself, the why am I doing this? <laughs> Which yeah. is really tempting, yes. really, because. I mean, I, I struggle with that still. Oh, totally. for sure. But um, yeah, I we're constantly crazy. measuring our pace against wow. everyone's pace because everyone can see every what everyone's doing right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a wild time to be alive. <laughs> like, yeah. Social media, it's a good thing. It's a God uses it, but it is hard, you know, to not get in that comparison trap of keeping up and yeah. feeling less than if you're not doing what that person's doing and. I definitely feel that. So that's what I'm going to um, get a copy of it. I th- maybe I already ordered it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check my that's list. <laughs> okay, Rashawn, yes, share with us a little bit more about Start Where You Are. Okay, perfect, Alicia. So uh, again, you know, uh, the writing process isn't necessarily a cakewalk because you've written a book and super pumped about your book as well. But I really felt the Lord just tell me during that process to like just share pe- share with people that they're not beyond the reach of God. The girl that like really, well, it was a girl and a guy both that inspired me to write this book. I was in the Oklahoma County jail working as a detention officer. So I was not an inmate. I didn't do nothing crazy. So I was up in there working. There was a young lady who was at the front holding pod, who was a Thunder NBA cheerleader who had just got in trouble, a DUI. And literally everything was stripped from her as far as like, she had already found out that she was not on the team anymore. Just a low point. I went up to her and I asked her, like, have you ever, like, not straight out like this, but we eventually got to Jesus. And then she was like, why would God want anything to do with me or a person like me? You see where I am right now? And then I was like, ah, if you only knew, like, this is wow. the God we serve. He comes to the least likely and he can do the unimaginable, right? He didn't come for the people who are healthy and they have it all together, but those who are sick and need a doctor. So what I wanted to do is have this book to be a message that will give people hope that regardless of where you are, God wants to meet you there. He wants to love you through whatever you're walking through and lead you out of it. And it's his great joy to do it. I remember one verse real quick and I'll get off the way, but I remember this verse, even in David's life, he was this gifted guy, but he had a lot of failures and shortcomings. And um, you know, there was a lot of things he wrote in Psalms that was so beautiful, like the the welfare of the world is what he would talk about some, but what stood out more was like the the warfare that he even had in his own heart. Uh, and I remember him saying this that marked me. It said, way before any day had came to be God, my name was written in your book. So good days, bad days, regardless, like God knew before what you did that he he knew he knew that you were going to commit whatever you ever did or whatever failure shortcomings and he still loves you regardless. So let him meet you where you are, love you through and lead you out of it. So that's the concept. It's almost mm-hmm. like yours is the leading to and then the discipleship part comes through set apart and Yeah. Oh, that's really right. great. That's right. Yeah, really cool. that's so cool. Um 
But so how did God lead you guys to do your ministries on social media? Those, that's the one I connected to and saw. So Denise, you can share about yours. You have set apart daughters and then Rashawn, yours is called Jesus Feed. Um, so yeah, how did you guys feel led to do that? Did you guys kind of start in tandem together or how did, when did those ministries begin? So yeah, I think it first started with us together because we had a heart for young adults. And, okay. And so we had with our walk ministries, we were hosting a young adults ministry and we wanted to pour into the next generation, well, just our generation, because it seemed like there was no uh, place for it, for the young adults. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to leave that. Uh, we actually passed the baton to someone else and then we just went digital. We wanted to pour into people digitally because Rashawn, his story as well, like, and that's where his story comes in. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, somewhere along the line, we still have a heart for it, like for young adults and online, all right. that. But um, just really my testimony, just really um, finding who I was and my true identity as a set-apart daughter really like encouraged me and inspired me to pour into women and just really remind them of who they are in Christ, that they are set-apart mm-hmm. um, and that they're not, they're a daughter. Like they're just, once you're in Christ, you're just, a daughter of the most high king mm-hmm. and so reminding women of that um has been a really sweet, sweet place for me um but, yeah. yeah it's and, the cutest page i'll share it when i tag you guys <laughs> and everything awesome. i love it it's so it's just i don't know just oh, a little yeah and it it's like a girl's you know the colors and i like it a lot that's so cool yes love so, it what were you gonna and, say and here, oh, yeah. here's the thing okay, I alicia I, I think and for those out there listening i think one of the i love starting with the challenge and the weakness one of the biggest things we've found that has been um, really just a pain point for us in our marriage when it comes to ministry is that when we got these ministries started, it was literally like, oh, we know exactly what we want to do, but it was like individualistic. But what we want to do is marry our ministries together. That's our dream. And we're still trying to figure out what that's going to look like. So on behalf of my wife's heart <laughs> cry these days, is to, she wants to bring our stuff together and we're praying through like, what does that like look like? Cause I have this unique thing of like, I just like stories, dude. Like if you find me some really good stories that point to Jesus, I'm going to post them all day. Or I like going out, engaging people. I'm like a guy yeah. who, you know, just, oh, Jesus is king. Yes or no. Yeah. And then yeah. like, I love doing stuff like that, but I'm trying to figure out a way we can marry our ministries. Cause right. What good is ministry without the marriage? When you're married, you know, I mean, I mean, but it's always good. I mean, don't, yeah. don't take that the wrong way. I'm Thank just saying, you're but like, saying, yeah, we're one. So it has to come together as some, you know, in some ways, nuance. Yeah. Ways, so, yeah. Well, we are, okay. Can you get, share with us what you do do, Rashawn? Because when you said that, I'm like, people might be like, oh, wait, oh my gosh. I, that's why I know that guy's voice. Oh, totally, <laughs> You do totally. do that. I've seen your, your videos and you I, ask people, you roll down your window or wherever yeah. you're at, right? What are some of those Perfect. questions you'll ask them? <laughs> Love it. So yeah, literally, <laughs> if I'm in Target, I mean, I've walked up to folks in Target just like saying, hey, I know you're here at Target now, but do you know that God's love is targeting you right now? And I'm on video, like a TikTok, and they will respond back like, uh, no, but thank you, like stuff like that. And people love those quick reactions. And yeah, that's so that's what I do on TikTok. That's but funny. there's other things I ask like, um, is, you know, Jesus King, is he King? And I do like back to back folks. And then, you know, where the most beauty happens typically is after that 
five, six second video when I'm asking them them questions because it just opens up the door to so much opportunity to share the gospel, but also hear people's like, this is what he did in my life. Their testimony. So really cool. That's so cool for doing that. I just can't walk up to somebody with my phone and say, can't like, yeah. and I'm with her half the time. And I'm like, are yeah. you? I'm gonna ask, are you with them sometimes? You're sometimes. there in the car. Sometimes. I think, I think he noticed I get a little bit uncomfortable, so yeah. he leaves me at the house and he just goes, like, sometimes, the boys. but I just be like, man, I just, I'm all about respecting their, their, you know, their privacy, just like. <laughs> I don't know. He's that is a call. It, it's your pr- yes. Not everyone can do that. You'd want yeah. me to do it, but exactly execute. Yes, yes, ma'am. Check this out, though, babe. Like she knows, there's several scenarios where I fear the most. Like I won't do it in an airport. I won't do it in a plane. And I won't do it to a grandma's seem like Goliaths to me when I do stuff like that. So rarely will you see me doing it to like a grandma. And then even businessmen. I try. I don't do. I, some reason I got this fear, but yeah, love okay. cast out all fears. We all have fears, but no, that's interesting. Um, I, well, you said you had a heart for the the youth, and you target them a little bit, right? You'll yes, that's who you target. Yeah. Has a grandma snapped at you? Is there a reason you're afraid? Of I I'm just. They're just so. You know, I love grandmas <laughs> to death. I think about my own grandma too. I just don't want. I just need to find a better way to disarm them. I'm kind of a big black man, you know, chocolate brother. And when I walk up into, I just feel like I will get in trouble, you know, that because they're elders and I love them and, you know, they love us. But yeah, they, yeah, just respect. You know, yeah. Discerning, maybe this. Totally. And it's not that any, it's just, yes, any man maybe coming up to an older woman might. That's, kind of you to think that way because that might just disarm them a little bit yeah um so you guys encourage others so how does encouraging each other look Mm, that's really i know that that might be a hard question on the spot but how do you guys and for couples listening just that intentionality poured out in the home do you guys have any intentional encouragement like i don't know what that would look like but Hmm. absolutely it's on a daily basis um, yeah i feel like we are working through that because yeah, <laughs> yeah i know it's like house and everybody's doing their own thing yeah. but i i normally uh-uh. like when i when i discern that he's kind of like too anxious or he's having mm-hmm. a rough day or he's too quiet which is not normal because he's always smiling so whenever right. i see him like kind of like you know down mm-hmm. and i'm like hey like what's yeah, going on you're good like, about that. You're like really are you okay about that. like and so we talk and, and i get to encourage when he opens up i get to encourage him and really mm. these are the only opportunities that i know that um that that door is open for me to encourage him um, yeah. this man lives encouraged all day every day and so well, like, there are days i'm human like there are days where i'm down like in the and my wife can sense it even if there's even like a like almost not a, a half smile on my, or, you know, something almost cheesy or like fake about something. Yeah. My wife will point that out and yeah. she'll be like, what's wrong with you, Rashawn? Yeah. Like, you can't hide from me. What's yeah. going on? And that's why I, yeah. it's so important that we get to know our spouses and I need to do better. She knows me a lot better than like um, I know her, I feel. But mm-hmm. even, though, even though I know my wife, you know, but she's super intentional about 
reading my mail and calling it out, you know, mm-hmm. and doing it in a loving way where I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. You're right. Boo. And then Holy Spirt gets me like, yeah. holy, it's all Holy Spirit. But yeah. I was going to yeah. say, because as you were saying now, I was like, sometimes it might just be the woman's, I, I hate to be like intuition, but yeah, male and female, oh, we are made different, mm-hmm. but with Christ and the Holy Spirit, that's who can speak to the husband. If you are having yeah. a harder time understanding your wife, totally. I don't know. So I just think, gosh, that is, that was just great that there is such benefits to having Christ at the center of a marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. He can You're minister right. to husband about wife and wife about husband. So absolutely. Where can <laughs> listeners find you guys connect with you? I'll, I'll just start with, uh, I have another book coming out at the end of the month called no turning back. It's like part Ooh. two of start where you are. So yeah, uh, those are open at start where you are book.com or no turning back book.com and, uh, wife. You oh, yes. share? Yeah. I have just Denise Copeland.com. And, awesome. Uh, and then, yeah. I think the book is available wherever books are sold. Amazon, yeah. Barnes and Nobles, and all that. Um, cool. The social media of course, is... Of course, I'll link it for people. Yep. Yeah, they can totally. easily click now. Instagram did that for us. So you can click on links now. Everyone can do that. Perfect. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for your time and what you shared. I just, I know it's going to be a blessing to those who come to listen, so... I appreciate it. Thank you, Alicia. We look forward to having you on our show, too. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That would be awesome. All right, guys.